Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. Working 9 to 5. God, I remember this movie. Actually, like 11 to 2. Did you see this movie? Did you see this movie? I saw it one time many years ago. I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I, I think I think I kind of liked. It. I only saw it the one time too. I know it was with obviously it was with Dolly Parton. I think Dabney Coleman was in it and uh, Lily Tomlin. I think old, that's the one. That's the yeah, yeah. the actress I couldn't think of. Oh, thank you. I actually was thinking about that for a couple of days. She was on West Wing for a while too. Yeah, I kept having incredible shrinking woman. Through my head. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I didn't really like that, but uh, yeah, I was uh, telling Sean Angle, Sean Angle is uh, behind the glass, uh, as he is for most uh, weekend mornings for us. What a and great tell you before the show. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! You know, uh, you should get to know him, Scott. Uh, <laughs> and I was telling I was telling Sean before the show that I'm watching. Uh, you know, once again, it's a boring week for me. No games. I've been watching old movies, and today before the show, I was watching Cobra with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Did you ever see Cobra? Not his yes, best. Yes, I one. did. Uh, uh, excuse me. You're a disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> yeah, that part already happened or earlier in the movie. But uh, I like uh, I like old movies. Scott. You want you want to see I a have... good Stallone movie that's like? Oh, excuse me. Not not Rocky Rocky related. Uh, Nighthawks was like. One of his oh, that's ones. fantastic! Yeah. yeah, with Billy D. Williams and uh, Rudger Hauer. That's yeah. oh, it's one of my favorites. I will tell you though, Stallone. if you're a fan of the Rocky series and you have not seen Creed two yet, you must see it. It is uh, I am a huge <laughs> fan of the Rocky, the Rocky franchise. That has actually like made it into my top four. It was that good? If you're a fan of the series, you have to see Creed two. Better than the first. I saw the first. I have not seen the second uh, yet. I thought the, the first, first one was okay. I thought was okay. I thought Creed Two was great. Matter you you talked me into seeing the first. Yeah. I remember driving you home from a show on the other platform once, and you were like, "Yeah, you got to go see Creed." So I started that day with the wife, and it was a solid movie. I was solid. It was, uh, it was, it was okay. Creed Two is it's great. I will see Creed too. It's just hard for me to go see movies in the theater. Uh, two kids and all, and blah blah blah. And so it's tough to uh, get babysitters all the time, especially since my older nieces no longer live in the area. How dare they go on? It, with it really, it's it's good if like you're a fan of like like the Creed series, like brought out new fans of a franchise because they felt it was very modern and updated. Uh, but th- this movie is good whether you're one of those newer fans of the franchise. Or if you're an older fan of the franchise, it really ties the history together really good. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I will have to go see it, whether it comes on uh, Netflix or whenever I get around to it. But I, I will watch it. I just haven't, uh, 
I, I, I didn't see the. Uh, are you? Uh, I forget. Are you a, uh, a Marvel guy? I mean, do you go watch the Aquaman's and the? the, the oh other yeah. Superman? Oh yeah. It's like uh, my wife and my son were going to see it without me because I just didn't get into it. But then, uh, then I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Captain America: Civil War, and then I had to start catch it up because uh, I, I always liked the Spider-Man stuff, but only Tobey Maguire. To me, he was like the only Spider-Man that I could... It, w- once he did, I was like, that's Spider-Man. I don't want to see any other Spider-Man movies. It's all Homecoming. It was okay. Uh, Sean saw the the new one, the, uh, the, uh, the, the new one that's out that's like uh, animated, and he said it's one of the best movies he ever saw. He was raving about it uh, the other day. Uh, but when I once I saw those Marvel things, I started going back and catching up, and I fell in love with just Captain America, especially the first movie. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen most of those. I'll be honest, I haven't. First Captain uh, America, I, I love. I might have seen. They all also blend in. So I don't know if I saw the first one, the third one. I did see Wonder Woman. I thought that was solid. That was good. That was DC. There, and uh, but I thought that, that was. Good. I don't know which one's Marvel, which one's DC. That's going to yeah. get me all confused, and uh, I'll be going insane the rest of the day. But I don't think I've seen a movie in the theater now, probably since uh, probably Black Panther. Last, might have been the last movie I saw. That was theater. good. That was uh, good. I thought that was solid. Yeah. Was, was once good. again, when I go see a movie, Scott, I want to be entertained, and if I, I don't want to be looking at my watch. Okay, oh, how much longer? You know, to do that sort of thing. As long as I'm entertained, I'm good. I, think, I saw Solo. I think, yeah, I saw Black Panther. I saw Solo. I think those might have been the last movies that I saw. Oh, no, no. Creed 2 was the last movie that I saw. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Aquaman I thought about, but we just didn't get around to it. It's another one I'll see eventually, but uh, not in the theaters. Uh, I was telling Cam yesterday how uh, you're the reason I watched, uh, or one of the reasons why I started watching Walking Dead. You was you were sort of the last straw because everyone's been telling me to watch it. And I'm not. I wasn't a zombie guy at the time, and then uh, you and I did a show together. And once again, you you had to watch. Yeah, it. I told Fine. You the zombies, the the zombies are the backdrop to the real story. And that's what everybody told me. But I just I never. Then I got sick one uh, one year over New Year's and I binged it. And I'm like, oh wow, these people are right. And it's a solid show. I stopped and, watching. Uh, getting, I stopped watching. Have you uh, watched? I don't blame you. No, when, I don't blame when, you. When, yeah. uh, when, when Rick was off, when Rick off the show. There's no Walking Dead for me. There's, there's no Walking Dead without Rick for me. I can't. I, just I said, can't I, do it. I don't. I don't blame you at all. It's it's not it's it's not the same show. And for the love of God, can you kill Negan off already? It's getting a little annoying, but that he's still there. But um, are you a Game of Thrones guy? Are you, are you waiting till April all. when it comes out? Not at all. But I, I, I like my Game wife of Thrones. and my son love Game of Thrones. You know what? You know what show I really picked up on that I like a lot? Ballers. I've heard good things about that. And so I think someone told me Ozark too. If, if you're like a sports fan, you should watch. You should watch Ballers. Do you know that uh, former uh, former running back for the the Steelers and the Cardinals, Rashard Mendenhall, is a writer for Ballers? So they, they incorporate a lot of realism into uh, into the show. That's why I like it so much. You know, they they actually use NFL teams. The Rock used to play for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, there's actual NFL players in there. Terrell Suggs has been fantastic in it, uh, and it's race based real strongly. I think on real NFL life. That's why I like it. You know, it was a good show. Uh, it was back in the '90s. Uh, it was on ABC, a Sports Night about uh, pretty much a Sports Center show. I never Did you watched watch that. that? It was no. a- 
that was, it was written by Aaron Sorkin, and that was a really good show. Uh, <clears throat> I can't, you, we all know the actors that are in it. I think the one guy was in uh, Six Feet Under, and he's on Rescue 911 uh, now on Fox. Uh, big tall guy, but they, it was a good show. Robert Guillaume, uh, Benson was in it. It was uh, it, it was it was funny. We're very well written by Sorkin, and that show probably didn't get a long enough run. I kind of liked that show. All right. Scott Hall of Fame voting, uh, or uh, the inductions, elections came out this week, and Mussina got in. Uh, Rivera got in, got his uh, the 100% overall. Edgar Martinez got in. Uh, Finally. How do you feel? About, yeah, uh, that was one of the questions, and we guess we know the answer now. But how do you feel about the Hall of Fame in general? Do, do you care when these votes come out? I mean, does, is it a big thing? Are you paying attention? Or is it just like, oh, well, that's interesting, they got in? I, I pay attention. Uh, I'm always very interested to see who gets in and who doesn't. I didn't think Messina was going to make it. I, I was a little surprised that he actually, actually did. I thought it's interesting that Halliday and Messina will not go in with any logos on their caps. Uh, I think they're the first guys to actually do it. I thought that that was interesting as well. And uh, you know, Hall of Fame arguments come up all the time. It's uh, you know, to be a Hall of Famer, it's like the football the football argument seemed to rage even hotter. It's uh, the argument I'm always getting into is is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer or not? And I fall on the no side. Because to be a Hall of Famer, I believe you have to consistently be among the best of the best at your position. And while Eli Manning had two great postseasons, I don't think he's consistently been at a level where I can consider him a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, now, I know you and I have discussed this before. I'm a... Uh a, I don't. I don't care about. I don't care about the Hall of Fame, Cy Young, MVP. But I don't care about any of it. I think it's fun to talk about though and debate. But I don't care who wins or who gets in. It means nothing to me. Mainly because with the Hall of Fame, I think it's so watered down that it's not the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Very Good. And that's where I, when in you say Mussina, that's sport? how I. In what sport? In all sports. I, I disagree with you. I think there's a very there's a very high cutoff. It's very hard to make the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think things have relaxed a little bit more in football, uh, but it's, it's very hard to get into baseball Hall of Fame. Now I know with this with this Harold Baines thing that uh, it seems more relaxed, but overall, I've been used to the Baseball Hall of Fame having a very high standard. Uh, I, I I completely disagree with you. I think baseball's gotten so lack of the past, especially since the veterans committees come along, and a lot of these yeah, that, get that, in That's the part where it's become looser. But I like yeah, the veterans committee. The whole- they, they, they've done it in football where they have like. Like an older veterans committee and guys that I want to see get in who originally didn't get in or be reconsidered. I, I do kind of like that. It's the whole very good. It's no, it's no longer the whole thing. You're going to have a tough time convincing me of that in any sport. That's just the way it is nowadays. I agree with you about Messina. I mean, when I think of the Hall of Fame, <clears throat> I think you've got to be the greatest of the great. My, my God, you know, for sure. I want this guy on the mound in game seven. Messina was very good. I, think I do think Messina deserves extra points for always pitching the American League East back when the American League East was, you know, death. For all he's pitching, he survived that. But I don't know if I'm putting him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, and I, when I say that, I would vote no. I, I admit I'm a very tough grader. Uh, there are very, very few guys that I, I would put in each year. I think you have to be the best, no doubt, best of the best for me to put you in. If I have a doubt, if I'm thinking about it, then it's a no. Then you aren't great. Yeah. It should be for me. It should be an easy thing where I have no doubt about the Hall of Fame. Now you brought up. I, that's another question I was going to ask you about the uh, no uh, no insignias on the uh, on the uh, the hats for Mussina 
and Halliday. They're not the first, by the way. Greg Maddox also did the same thing, which I never understood. Okay. I mean, we think Greg Maddox, you, you think Braves, you know, but fine. Uh, but I was going to say, a Messina I sort of get. He pitched 10 years for Baltimore, 8 to the Yankees, so I get it. It's close enough where it's 50-50, and he may feel he got in because of the Yankees, more publicity. Fine, whatever. Halliday, though, I mean, not, once again, not that I think it's a big thing, but, you know, when you think Halliday, don't you think Blue Jays? I do. I do. Yeah, that was a team that he came up with that he had his first success with. Uh, you know, I don't know he won a World Series with the Phillies, but uh, to me, uh, he was always first and foremost a Blue Jay. Yes, yeah, so I just I, I find that strange that he. Uh, I don't want to say spurn them or uh, you know I assume it's his uh, widow got it correct that he didn't want you know he didn't want to screw over either team so he goes in with the uh, with neither one and uh, but I, I just find that strange that he uh, he thought. That he played long enough in Philadelphia, or he met enough to Philadelphia where he should, uh, where they they could be considered for the uh, the hat. Well, that the, was uh, their the first Empire World Series winner in a very very long time. And I guess that means something. I guess, but still, even, even longer for for in baseball than for purely for the city. Their last title before two thousand nine, uh, which I think the year was, was when the Sixers won in eighty three, but. The, the, the Phillies themselves, I think it would be like over a century since they won. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up now. I, wanna, I don't remember offhand how uh, how long Holiday played for each team, but uh, I think it was significantly longer. I mentioned Messina was 10 with Baltimore, 8 with the Yankees, so I'm fine with that. He pitched four years for Philadelphia. Four! He's at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 for Toronto. That, that's, yeah. I'm sorry, that's, that's 3 to 1. He's a Blue Jay. I mean, uh, he's a Blue Jay. He just is a Blue Jay. Uh, so I think that's... Uh, but I, in terms I of impact, he was Jay part fans. of that championship team in Philadelphia. Like, do you think of Still, Brad, yeah. Brad Lidge as an Astro or as a Philly? Probably an Astro. Yeah. But you got know, that final uh, out on the Phillies. He did. I, I just think once again, uh, when it's a twelve to four, three to one difference, I think you got to go in with the other team there. I, I just think you do. I think uh, I'm surprised. I think that's where I'm going with it. Not that once again, it doesn't bother me. I'm not going to have a tantrum about it. It's, I'm just surprised that he would uh, go in as a Philly and not uh, as a Blue Jay here. If I'm a Blue Jay fan, I can. I think I can understand being a little upset, being a little peeved uh, about this thing. All right, nothing. What was the year that the Phillies won? Was it 2008 or 2009? Uh, I think it was ten. The Yankees won in nine. They beat Philadelphia. The Philadelphia nine. Right. So I'm uh, pretty sure it was ten. Halliday was twenty-one and ten for Philadelphia oh. in uh, 2010. Uh, ER, <laughs> excuse me, ERA two point four four. Uh, two hundred fifty innings pitched, two hundred thirty-one hits. So yeah, he had a nice year. Certainly a nice year. Uh, I'm looking at his. He won the. Where was he? 2010. He won the Cy Young. How many, how many times? Cy Young, twice. Oh, maybe more. One. Twice, no, twice. He won it in uh, 03 and in 10. He finished second two other times from what I'm seeing here. So, uh, I mean, I'm, how many let me times did he win it with Philadelphia and how many times did he win it with Toronto? One each, one each. So one, one, one with Philadelphia, one with uh, Toronto. If Halliday uh, was still alive, do you think he gets in on the first ballot? Uh,. I'd say close to be yes, yeah. I, I I think he I think he gets in, but I don't I don't think it would have been the first ballot. Uh, that, that once again means nothing. Just uh, something to point out there uh, when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll we'll discuss this more after the break as well. 
How are you on steroid guys? Are you voting them in or are they automatically out? I have a tough time with that. Uh, on one hand, yeah, they cheated. I understand both sides. On the other, they like they legitimately broke the records. Well, not legitimately, but they did officially break the records. And how many other guys do we don't know about are doing it? It was very prevalent in baseball. It's just about a question of who's caught and who's getting caught. So I think you have to distinguish that error at some point and kind of kind of honor those guys. But I think you have to distinguish that era, sort of. And how do you do that? It's kind of like what I was talking about the All-Star game. It's like... There's no one way to fix it. It's it's just broke. You know, the game is just broke because of that. There's there's no one way to fix it. It's like I talked about with the All-Star games. Sometimes there isn't a way to fix certain things. Like, you could have a special wing for like 1995 to 2006 or 2005 or so uh, for those who achieved. I'm sure, I know in the Baseball Hall of Fame, there's, there's other things that regard Bonds and Clemens. Uh, Pete Rose still isn't in because he more openly cheated. You know, Bonds and Clemens were never openly convicted of it, although a lot pointed to it. You know what? I really don't have an answer, to be honest with you. I see both sides of it. We will definitely discuss this more. We'll discuss this more after the break because I have uh, I have some I do have some strong thoughts on this. Uh, baseball Hall of Fame in out steroid era. George Kurtz, Scott Angle, weekend fantasy update. We'll be back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Now, you see, I could just listen to this whole tune and not even talk. Sean Angle uh, always does a great job with the music. One of my, one of my uh, favorite uh, songs. Uh, uh, now it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge Police fan. I'm not. But I do like uh, some of their tunes here. I actually saw uh, the Police when they came around, Scott. Yeah. Um, I guess a couple of years back. Uh, maybe I might be five years ago. So I lose track. They, of they had the reunion, but it got a little tour? annoying. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was changing the words to the song. He was like, uh, I think I read it, he was bored, so he changed the words to certain songs. And I, I kind of hate that. You know? Yeah. I, I, hear I, the I old pay stuff. to see authenticity, Sting. Come on. Right. I mean, now you got Pete Townsend with the Who's, and they're the only reason he would agree to tour is if they had new music. Pete, love you to death, man. Uh, I want to hear Bob O'Reilly. I want to hear Who Are You. All right? I don't want to hear your new stuff. I, I, see, I, I probably don't want to hear your new stuff. Because the last time I saw The Who, which was in 07, they did the same thing. 
People, yeah, people know, don't want to go to hear the new stuff. New stuff. They'll, they'll, they'll sit down. They'll, they won't start paying attention because unless they're a diehard fan, they won't want to see the new stuff. You know, it, I, I know bands right. who say, who say, you know, uh, we, we've tried playing the new stuff and it just it doesn't resonate with the audience. They say, go ahead and play, you know, this greatest hit. You know, I've been at concerts where a band plays the new stuff and I'll know it because I'm a diehard fan and the rest of the audience won't. Yeah, I mean, uh, I said, I, I just, I just want to hear the old stuff. Unless the new stuff is great. Hey, hey the new, uh, whatever who puts out, maybe it's going to be very good. It'd be great. Now I won't mind. These but, uh, bands tour though, because you know, everybody wants to go and hear the greatest hits that they know. Uh, agreed. That's why I go. Zach's are already established. Yeah, absolutely. If All I, right. If I so go see Joan Jett and she doesn't play Crimson and Clover, I'll be pretty ticked off. <laughs> I am Santa Clover. I I know the tune. I know the tune. So, uh, anyway, I was saying, uh, Hall of Fame. All right, the Hall of Fame. We, uh, you know, uh, I get it. It's very hard. Very hard. You know, do, to put steroid guys and put maybe we're talking Bonds and Clemens, and a couple of years from now we're talking A Rod as well. Should these guys go in? You know, well, what are we going to do? And I, I get that. All right, but uh, my problem is going to be this. Uh, can you? I'm, I don't. I, I'm not really directing this at you, but as far as all the voters, can you guarantee me there aren't already steroid guys in there? Can't. Can't. It's like right. Look, is it oh. uh, Mike Piazza and Jeff Bagwell are in? We've heard suspicions about both of them. Right. Odds are there are. I don't need you to uh, have exact names, but odds are that there are. Right? They're already in there. You know, they, they've they've got. Well, you already, asked me, are there uh, guys aren't suspicions? And I heard suspicions about. I read suspicions about Piazza and Piazza Bagwell. Right. We I'm not have. saying that either Yvonne one is ac- accurate at all. Yvonne Rodriguez, there was more of a smoking gun, I think, than the other two. But again, you know, it's like there were just accusations. There was nothing that was actually proven, whereas evidence seems to point the Bonds and Clemens a lot stronger. It's my belief, Scott, that in that era, odds are it was, I'd say, at least 70% were doing it. And I'm not going to, you know, 10 years ago, I would have told you, no, these guys can't get in, they cheated, blah, blah, blah. But now, you know, when you think about it, they were all, most were cheating, not all. Greenies have been around forever. You know, and that's cheating. Yeah, the amphetamines. You know, it's yeah. not the, the amphetamines kept, kept these guys awake. It's, that's what they're complaining about now. You know, there's too many games. We don't, we don't feel up for every game. We can't hit the greenies anymore, blah, 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 blah. So that's why when you hear these old timers who come out, Joe Morgan, you know, come out and say uh, things they, they've said, you know, these guys are bad, but what we did is okay. Are you kidding me? I mean, it, cheating's been going around forever. But I also, uh, uh, I bring the, no, nobody likes Bonds. Nobody likes Clemens. They were jerks, right? For the most part, they were jerks. The media didn't get along with them. That's always a big thing. Yeah, especially, you know? especially what Bonds. Ha- what happens though, Scott, in a couple of years? You know, Dan O'Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe brought this up. Uh, what happens in a couple of years when David Ortiz is eligible? Another guy that's on the Mitchell Report. He failed. He did it. But media loves him. And everyone is assuming he gets in. Is he the avalanche? What I mean by that is once they put him in, is he might be off by then? Is he the lightning rod that really changes everything? Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm wondering. Is he the person 
that's going to allow all the other right. All right, he got in. We know he did it. Well, Ortiz, you know, he, he, he actually, you said he was on the Mitchell report. Uh, he, he was actually like, there was direct evidence pointing him, right? Yeah, he failed. He, he failed. failed. He did it. Uh, and once again, I'm not, not getting on him. I think a lot of these players did. I, it doesn't bother me. You know, I don't understand. But we you know, know we for sure he it. did. But I think that could probably hurt him getting in. I don't think it, that's what, uh, but most people assume it's not going to hurt him getting in, that he's going to get in. Yeah, it's sort of like it was because we don't like Bonds. And by we, I don't mean you. I just mean overall. You know, we don't like Bonds. He was a jerk. You know, Clemens, jerk. You know, so well, it's easy to keep them out. Ortiz is pretty much well liked, especially uh, what happened with the Boston uh, the Marathon, everything he's he beloved. did and came out. He's beloved. He is beloved. You know, and, and people assume he gets in. You know, and uh, I, I wonder if he's the avalanche. If he starts it, okay, boy, they, they put in Ortiz. How we, can, other, how we justify it? Right. A-Rod a- yeah, a- was, a- was not well liked, but he turned it around towards the end of his career, maybe realizing that he needed people to like him. A-Rod's a- got to be one of the weirdest stories ever. Not only was he not well, he was a complete ass. I mean, as a Yankee fan, what he did. I I, I, don't, I I don't fir- I don't firsthand you know try to interview a Rod what a jerk he could be. Right, I mean, it's just it was strange, and the Yankees fans forgave him real quick, even though he was suing the team. He blamed everybody, but like every like all these guys do, they blame everybody. How anybody can have any respect for Ryan Braun beyond me for what he did? Yeah, uh, is it a Rod's the same thing? It was everyone's fault but his? No, 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 no. I didn't do it. Didn't do it. Oh, you got proof? Yeah, I did it. You know, it's, it's amazing with these guys, and I, I can't stand any of them. But that being said. I don't think you can tell the story of baseball without these guys. How can you have what's Jason arguably- Giambi got caught, but he's still liked. Yes. He's still well liked. Uh, but I believe he'll, he never, he'll, he'll, he'll never get in. Uh, I think you make an argument. He's not a Hall of Famer anyway. Yeah. I don't. You know, I don't know if JF. Once again, I'm a, I'm a strict grader, so I, I I very well admit that. I only want the greatest of the great. When I think of Giambi, you know, I don't think greatest of the great. I, I mean, I don't even know if I'd vote Mark McGuire in Scott. He did one thing very well, and that's it. And I understand the 500 homers is a magic number. We automatically put these guys in, but in this day and age, if, you just if, do the if one. If not for thing. all the suspicion, I can't say you just do one thing because it's not like you take that one thing away. That's historic. You know, the home run is a big thing in baseball. You can't say he just did one thing. Then we're getting into stuff like, okay, if a guy's not an all-around player, we don't vote him in. Ozzie Smith didn't hit a lot of home runs. We're not going to let him in? I I wouldn't put Ozzie Smith in either. I think that's ridiculous. Once again, he's about a great defensive player, a guy who's an average hitter at best. I mean, I think that's silly that he goes in. Uh, What's good? But I'll fully admit, I'm a tough I, I think that's silly. Once again, you should be a Hall of Famer. If you're starting a team, you're not even thinking about putting Ozzy Smith on your team. Why not? With all these with all these Hall of Famers. You're not. Ozzy Smith, what would he be? Top 20 Hall of Famer at shortstop at, at that? You're not even close to putting him on your team. If you're I mean, saying uh, the greatest no. of all time? Yes, of the Hall of Famers. I'm not talking um, of the Hall of Famers. Ozzy Smith doesn't, doesn't rank up. Just does. Phil Rizzuto doesn't rank up. He got in more because of what he meant to baseball overall, which I really don't yeah. have a problem with, by the way. I don't. If you want to say because Ozzy Smith was good for the game and that helped his candidacy, I don't have an issue. Joe Torre, for what he did as far as each, you know, as a player, which once again, you can make a pretty argument he should get in as a player, but you want to add the managerial and what he's done after, I don't have an issue with that. I think the Hall of Fame is a museum. It tells the story of the game. Right. And that's why with, you know guys like Bonds, Clemens, Ortiz, A-Rod, yeah, I think they should get it. Now, you sort of mentioned something, which I am on board with. I have no problem 
for the guys who played in the 90s, a, a, a special wing. Not naming names. You know, but these players played in the 90s, the year of the, the steroid era. You know, not all of them were or did steroids, but whatever you want to put on the yeah. plaque. If you want to put that in a special wing, but get him in, I don't have an issue with that. Sammy not Sosa. an issue at all. I think that's actually the only a good way idea. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Yeah. <laughs> Rafael Palmero. I mean, we can go on and on with these guys who probably should be in, but they're not going to get in because of everything that's associated with them. I know, but Andy Pettit's on, and I don't think Andy Pettit's a Hall of Famer at all. I don't. Once again, when I think of great pitchers, he was very good. Very good, oh, big games, very good. I don't think Hall of Fame. Great big game. But I, I don't picture, think he's yeah. a Right, great big game, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But he also well-liked. You know, and I was wondering if, maybe they would, if they would overlook that with his voting. Now, he made it past the 5%, but it was, you know, barely. I don't think he'll ever get in anyway. But, uh, and you mentioned Pete Rose. Which, and now we're talking about a completely different topic because he bet on the game and then once again denied, 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 denied. Oh, yeah, I did it. Uh, and that's the cardinal sin in baseball is betting on the game. I, I probably do lean towards him not being able to get in. Although, once again, history of the game, hard to keep Pete Rose out. Yeah, but when you're betting directly on the game and uh, maybe that has an influence on it, that's, that's uh, part of the suspicion. Uh, but you know, yeah. a lot of people question: Has his punishment lasted too long, though? No, well, it's been through, it's going on thirty years, yeah. <laughs> somewhere around there. So uh, I don't feel bad for him. I don't, you know, because once again, uh, you know, people say, "Oh, well, no, he bet on his own team." Yeah, but you know, we've seen this day and age where uh, they don't, we don't like using relief pitches three, four days in a row. Actually, more than two days in a row. Why, you know, Pete? I, I'm not going back and looking over the books. We don't know what games he bet on. But how do you know that Pete didn't use players he shouldn't have used? That and if he didn't bet on the game, he wouldn't have used them because he would have known they needed that game off. They needed right. that that rest. They pitched a couple of days before, so that's where it comes in there. You know, where Pete Rose. He's, I know you can say whatever you want. You uh, you bet money on a game, you're going to manage it differently. You're certainly going to manage it differently. Whether a starting pitcher stays in longer, or a guy that needs, like I said, guy needs a rest also and doesn't doesn't get a rest that day, he gets a rest another day. So you're going to have a tough time convincing me of that. Yeah, but I I think so, and that's why there's all the suspicion, and uh, you know why why he has, certainly hasn't gotten in. But you know, like you say with the veterans committee, it's interesting. You know the whole Harold Baines thing. I thought Harold Baines was a great hitter, but uh, it seems like. There's derisive apparent opinion against wanting to have him in. And that was silly. I mean, he, I, I like Carol Baines, too. A very, once again, very good hitter. That's all he really did. Didn't play much outfield. Uh, he got in because of cronyism. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's just not. Uh, and that, that's why I, I, he's just a, the latest example of a reason why I don't care about the Hall of Fame. Don't care who gets in. Uh, are you one of those? I'm pretty sure you're not, but uh, I have to ask anyway. That believe, I mean, that no one should get in on the first ballot and all this other crap. Uh, or is it, hey, either you're in or you're not in. You don't care. Yeah, I don't think it'd be, I don't think you have to earn first ballot. I mean, obviously, if you're as great as Rivera or uh, Griffey or Seaver, uh, you get in. You know, they make some of the lesser players wait. I think, I think that's why they made Mike Piazza wait. Like, I think he didn't get in the, the third time. They kind of, like silently penalize him for that sort of suspicion. 
Yeah, I do wonder that. And the, listen, the rule of 10 also plays a part here. I didn't think Rivera would get 100%, not because of uh, somebody making a statement, but because of the rule of 10. You know, someone thinking, and I wouldn't have blamed the writer for this. I really wouldn't have. This would have been his reasoning, saying, well, you know, I'm not going to vote for Rivera. He's going to get in anyway. He doesn't need my vote. But this other guy might fall off the ballot. You know, and I'll vote for him instead of keep him on the ballot. I think because of the rule of 10. Yeah, for but if a guy's going to fall know, off the ballot, he's not going to make it anyway overall. So, you know, what's the use? But I, I, still, I still understand that reasoning. I have no problem with that reasoning. You know, because I think the rule of 10, once again, is stupid. For those who know, don't know, if you're a Hall of Fame of, of voting, you can only vote for 10. You know, and people do fall off the ballot. I think that's idiotic. Either you, once again, either you are a Hall of Famer or you're not a Hall of Famer. I think when you have the spot for 10, it works both ways. One, there may be 14 guys that year. But the other way is there may only be three or four guys, but because you have 10 spots, you start putting in all 10 names, even though you don't think so. And I think that's one of the reasons why guys get in who shouldn't get in. Guys fill out, fill out the complete ballot, you know, whether or not they're not thinking, hey, there may only be three guys that you, who should get in. You could stop at three. So I think the rule of 10 has uh, caused problems as well. Yeah, it's, I, I think it has. It's like sometimes when trying to put together my own mock ballot in, in the, the past, it, it, it certainly hasn't been easy. No, I've done the same thing. You know, when you see the ballot, you put, you wrote, write down your names. And you're right, especially the past four or five years, there's been more of intent. And it's been tough uh, having to, you know, cross out, you know. Uh, and I think, I think it's what's hurt Schilling somewhat. Because he's sort of an easy name to cross out because he's a, once in a complete ass, you know, with all his uh, stupid statements. And he's an easy guy to cross out when you need to eliminate two or three guys to get ten. So uh, I, I get that, I always felt too. Schilling should be a Hall of Famer. I I always felt I like so he was among the best of the best and uh, at his very best, you know, with the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox when it mattered. He's a guy that when I look at it and I, and I want to win a game, he would be a, a consideration to me. He was a bulldog, great pitcher. I think what hurts him by far is his mouth. Everything he's done after baseball, you know, he, he just gets himself in trouble over yeah, and they, over. They, they feel he doesn't again. represent the ball game, the game well. But should that matter? I mean, we have criminals in there. I mean, Ty, Ty Cobb might have killed somebody. You know, and it goes over and over again. We have racists in there and everything else. So I don't know. That's, Ty, really Cobb. that's Ty Cobb, too. Yeah, uh, that's definitely Ty Cobb, right? Probably a lot of players back then, uh, again, also. So as I said, it's an interesting topic to discuss, but uh, I won't lose any sleep over it. That's the bottom line. I just won't lose any sleep over it about... Uh, once again, who gets in, who doesn't get in, who got screwed, and all this other crap. Yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting for me, uh, but unless I'm a fan of the team and, and the player, it's like it doesn't like race through me with this major passion. But I'm I'm always interested to see who who's going to get in and who, who's not going to get in. And sometimes I think the veterans committee has worked in certain sports and. You know, I, I think it's worked better in football than baseball, though. If you're in the football hall, that, that's in such secrecy, shrouded in secrecy, where they, uh, you don't even know who the voting was, who's stumping for who. I mean, even, even hear the voters complain about how that's run. So uh, I, don't know, I think they have some issues as well in the football hall of fame. I, said, I, I just think... Uh, this, I think it's too much lobbying going. I think if you have to lobby for a player, you probably shouldn't be in the hall of fame. And people really need you to lobby for them, then you weren't great. Because if you're if you're a great player, once again, you're a great player. We all know it. We don't need you unless you're a lineman. I, I guess I could get an offensive lineman. Once again, no stats really to back that up. But even those guys, generally, we know who's great and who's not. Not when they're voting for the Pro Bowl. Sometimes uh, 
you know, they vote for guys just based on reputation. Sometimes even all pro, Absolutely. All pro team. And to me, the all pro team is a lot more important than the pro bowl team. Cause like anybody can make it like I've been saying pro bowl. Agreed. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you there. I pay more, much more attention to the old pro team than I care about the Pro Bowl. I don't even know who's in the Pro Bowl. Uh, you said, because when you hear the initial, uh, these guys got in, then you know, a third of them weren't playing. Hell, the Patriots and Rams can't play because they're in the Super Bowl, which is just idiotic to me that they do this. And then a lot of guys say, nope, not going to play. I got my toenails crack, can't play. You know, these guys don't want to play in this game. Just Who wants to go to Orlando as far as a pro player? You know, if it was in Hawaii, maybe. But Orlando, uh, maybe not. All right. I promise we'll uh, we'll talk about something else in the next segment. Maybe uh, we'll talk a little Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, see if we can get these guys signed somewhere. There's uh, Major League Baseball free agency. Slow as molasses once again for the second year in a row. Scott Engel, George Kurtz. We won't be slow as molasses. We'll get back to you right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Motley Crew looks, looks to kill. kill. One of my favorite songs. No, there's a uh, that book, The Dirt. Did you ever read that about Motley Crew? Like it's no, this no, legendary sorry, book about Motley Crew and insiders' uh, view. They're actually coming out with a movie this year uh, on Netflix about uh, Motley Crew called The Dirt. Did you see the uh, the Queen movie? No, I did not. Not yet. No, no, I didn't. Somehow we'll wait till it comes it to good. video. Though so it's uh, yeah, so live. Yeah, I heard it was very good. Did that? Uh, did that guy uh, who played Freddie Mercury at least nominated for an award? I don't know if he won for that. Uh, I, you're right. He was not. I don't know if he won either. I don't. Uh, I don't follow the awards. So, but he was nominated. I did hear that. I know from. I, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think they've know, actually. They've actually had the. They've had the nominations already. I don't think they've handed out the awards yet. Oh, that could be that as well. Yeah. Uh, I know from people who have seen the movie and people who know music, uh, they say the Queen movie is very good. The only problem is if you know Queen, if you, if you know their true history, you know, they took some dramatic licenses. That's they the only do. problem is if you really know Queen. They are quite, it's movies, it's Hollywood. What are they going to do? They're always going to do that. But they put some things out of order from what I've heard. Uh, but other than that, they, he said it was very, very good. So uh, it is a movie I would go see. And it's funny, my 12-year-old is a big Queen fan. Probably knows more about Queen than I do. Really? And uh, I really, yeah, I'm not kidding. I don't know how she got into it. Well, I know, obviously, I listen to it, so she likes it. But uh, she loves Queen, and uh, she's you know she's done a lot of research, looked up everything about them. So she's always telling me interesting facts about Queen that I didn't know. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So uh, it's amazing what your kids will learn uh, from what you're doing here. Uh, speaking of learning, 
The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head to head and three ball betting tools, PGA Pro Tip, subscriber chat and more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf and enter promo code GOLF19. That's GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium. Click on GOLF and enter promo code GOLF19. That's GOLF19 for a 10% discount. I tell you, Scott, I can't wait for the weather to get a little warmer. I am a golfer. <clears throat> I want to uh, hit the, uh, the links, you know, see what I can do, see what damage I can do, both to the course and my clubs and ball and everything else that I tend to lose. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not a great golfer scott but i do enjoy playing yeah i've never really played uh outside of miniature golf i've never really played golf it's uh i think if you get go with the right people you know i, got, I used to go with my brother uh, another friend of ours goes and yeah we, we play for, we, when i say we play for money it's small stakes i mean if you have a bad day you might lose 30 40 bucks you know at most but uh it's fun because we, we do play strict rules you know you got to follow the rules here but uh it seems like we uh, we play with lawyers because people are always looking. You know, you can't you can't move any, any object that's in the ball. Well, you can't move the ball. So any object, but you can move any object. And I'm playing once in Queens at the, the Douglaston Golf Course, and uh, my brother and I hit a bad shot. And he's wearing like a gully there, and our other friend hit a, a decent shot, but he's behind a bush. And I'm, when I say a bush, God, I'm not talking a little a little itty bitty thing. I'm talking a huge damn bush. It's probably bigger than me, and he's he's got no shot. He can't he can't hit the green from where he is. Just can't do it. And we see him circling the bush. Now he's a big guy. You know, he's like 6'2", 250, and uh, you know, he bends over and reaches out and rips the bush out of the ground. Wow. Now, yes, by our rules, this is legal, but you know, the golf course not going to be all that happy about this. But he, he's, he just takes this big-ass bush and throws it to him. I am literally dying. I think I'm rolling down the – it's funny to see him do this. It's just funny. You know, but I couldn't believe he did that. This is the same guy who, uh, you know, he bought a hot dog once on the golf course and put it on top of the golf cart. The crow came down and took the hot dog, and he's chasing the crow. It's like, what are you going to do? If you, if you catch the crow, Buy you another hot dog, dog. Back and put it back on the bun? Right, but it's funny. He's chasing the crow down the, uh, down the course. I mean, like I said, weird and funny things happen at the go- on the golf course if you go with the right people. I don't, I don't live yeah, too really- far from that golf course right now. Is that, uh, for those who know the area, is that on Northern Boulevard? No. No, Douglaston's on Little Nick, uh, the Douglaston Golf Course, right off Little Nick Parkway. Okay. Right off the LA, just I, uh, I south of the LA. I don't live too far from there nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I, you're close. I played a casino too, which is close. That takes a 25 on the LA. Casino's a little, little bit of a baby golf course though. It's a, it's a, it's a short course. But I played there. We, I play in Queens, Queens a lot. It's just cheaper than playing out in Nassau or, or Suffolk County. But like I said, if, uh, listen, when I was younger, Scott, I thought golf. Oh, I'm not going to play golf. That's baby. It's weird. You know, it's uh, nerdy. No, it's really not. And it's a frustrating, freaking sport, man. Because unless you play it often, oh, yeah, that's you're what just I've not going to get very good at it. Yeah, none, none of us can play it often. I mean, we we just don't. But it's uh, it's fun. I certainly, yeah, I, I, certainly I, I hear it's it. a lot about the camaraderie and like who you go to play with. It is. Got got to play with the right people. Got to play with the right people, and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, just a lot of fun. Even if you're playing with bad golfers, as long as they don't get upset about it, or if they even if they do get upset about it, sometimes that's the greatest thing. People whipping. I've lost a club in a tree. You know, hit a bad shot, flipped it up in the air, didn't realize the tree was up there, and lost my five wood, and uh, that's never coming down again. So. Uh, like I said, it's uh, I uh, this one friend, the same guy. His wife bought him Scott like a seven hundred dollar driver, 
he, he's a good golfer. He's not great. So we're surprised. And I swear to you, the first time he used it was with us. He was going to snap the thing in half because he's an angry golfer. And I, I had to like literally talk him out of it. Well, I don't think for $700 you want to snap it in half. I spent $700 in you and you did something like that. I'd snap you in half. <laughs> my whole golf club, all my golf clubs put together don't cost $700. More or less, he was going to snap this thing in half. So we definitely had to talk him out of it. He had snapped other clubs in half. Uh, you know, snap next. Uh, so like I said, it's, uh, golfing's fun. Bottom line is golfing's fun. All right, Scott. Pitches and catches report. Eh, about three weeks. Give or, uh, give or take a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they got to step playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, they play golf with spring training anyway. But uh, yeah, they got to get back on the core, back off the course here, back into the baseball mode here. Uh, I mean, man, free is slow, Scott. It is so slow. Machado's still out there. Harper's still out there. I mean, there were times we thought, and I know I thought two, three years ago, these guys would get half billion dollars each. You know, that's not a joke. I thought they might break the half billion. Santa got 325. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing for four. years about how 2019 was the year that Harper was instantly going to become a Yankee. That's what I thought. And I think, uh, I think getting, getting Stanton last getting, year. Getting Stanton, I, getting I Stanton. think, changed all that. Uh, but I was still hearing, yes. like, there's a lot of Yankee fans who still feel like George is running the team that they were going to get uh, Machado and Stanton. <laughs> Well, I think if George is running the team, uh, they Machado is on the team because you can make an argument. They, well, especially before they signed Tulowitzki, before they signed Lemayu, <laughs> they had room for Machado, especially with uh, Didi going to be out until July, August uh, at the Tommy John surgery. So you could certainly make that argument here. But as far as Harper's concerned, there's just no spot for him. I mean, uh, you got Judge and Wright, you got Stanton, and I know you could say put one at uh, DH, which would be Stanton, but the Yankees don't like to do that. You know, pretty much have a $325 million DH. You know, they're not going to be big on uh, doing something like that. They like to keep that DH spot open. So, uh, and, and you got Hicks at center field, not that Harper is a center fielder anyway. So, uh, I mean, I would like to have Harper, mainly because as a Yankee fan, the Yankees are so right-handed, it's scary. I mean, they don't have many left-handed bats at all, which is weird for that Yankee Stadium porch. Not that the right-handers can't hit the porch. They all hit the ball the other way very well. It won't be an issue. But it's just unusual for the Yankees. Where, so I think Harper would have fit. But Machado, I guess... You can make Harper fit is, anywhere, yes. In fact, they have the new baseball video game coming out in March, MLB uh, The Show. And uh, on their site and on Twitter, they're running simulations of what it would like for me to Harper to be on every single team in Major League Baseball this year. Like how so far the team would make it, whether he would win MVP, etc. Let's start. We'll start with Harper. A, where do you think he's going? You know, I, it's an unfair question, but it's a fun one to talk about. B, if you're drafting, before we find out where he's going, how much does this, this affect you of where you're putting Harper? I mean, do you drop him around two rounds? Are you staying away now because you're afraid he might end up at San Diego, or does it? You don't care. I'll draft him 15th overall, no matter what. So with Bryce Harper, where do you think he's going, and how does this affect your draft status if you're drafting early? Well, right now it seems like it's it's down to uh, it's down to maybe the Phillies uh, are definitely interested in him. Uh, will the White Sox make a play? I don't know, but I saw published reports at the Phillies, and then he could go back to the Nationals. Uh, the market has really shrunk. They, a lot of people thought the Dodgers were going to be in play for him, but then they went out and signed A.J. Pollock in a move which I think uh, 
sent a lot of question marks out there. Bill Plaschke of the Los Angeles Times wrote a column immediately the next morning. Why, why Pollock and not Harper and SportsIllustrated.com guessed the same thing. So it seemed like the Dodgers were a good spot, but now they're out of the mix. If he doesn't go to the Philadelphia Phillies, you know, maybe he can go back to the Nationals. So, but I think it's hard to predict because he's sat out on the market this, this long. And the suitors have really trimmed to the point where you have to wonder, can he go back to Washington or can some sort of bonus team like leap in and make an offer here? Uh, you know, I, I, I've even seen. Some people say that the Mets should jump in and do this, and I don't. I don't. I don't see the Mets doing this. They've been aggressive with their new general manager, but I don't think you know they. They, they asked the new GM uh, about Harper, and he said, "You know, I don't think we were looking to make any moves significantly with one player. We were looking to make a balanced amount of moves." And I think they feel like that's what the Mets have done to this point. Like what you said, the Yankees he doesn't fit. So I think it comes down to really the Phillies and the Nationals for Bryce Harper. I agree with the Phillies. I agree with the Nationals as well. And they think about it, the Nationals. They made him the, uh, according to reports, a $300 million offer after the season that he turned down. But I wonder if that's by far the best offer he's going to get. But the only issue there is this is before the Nationals made a couple of other signings. You know, Corbin, who's now got $125 million. Uh, I've heard if they were to sign Harper, assuming it's to, let's say, whatever, $300 million, they'll be in luxury tax hell forever. I mean, they have so many guys on that team they're paying massive bucks to that they're never going to get out of it. Not for like the next five, six, eight years. Yeah, you, so you they wonder about the Dodgers too because the Dodgers are like, they're not, I don't think they're quite at the luxury tax threshold and they could move Jock Peterson as well. Although there's a lot of rumors that now they're the front runners for JT Real Muto. Yeah, that's what we're hearing now, right? That's their, their next thing to try and get him. Which, uh, I guess, I, they need to catch him. I mean, Russell Martin, how far are you going to get with him? So, I guess that makes uh, some sense there. But as far as Harper's concerned, I mean, I can see the White Sox, because I, I think they want one of them, but it's Harper and Machado. I don't think they care which one. I think they want one of them. Uh, you know, we did hear the Philadelphia Phillies. The owner came out and said, it's from the owner, not a fan or anybody, that they were going to spend a stupid amount of money this offseason. Well, right now they haven't. They really haven't even come close to spending a stupid amount of money. So you do wonder if they're <coughs> waiting to make a big offer for one of these two. I think uh, Machado actually fits better there than Harper. And, you know, I've been Why do you think Machado fits better? Uh, I have my reasons, but I want to hear yours. I think they need infield help. Yeah, I think, I, I think personality-wise, Machado, uh, from what I've observed to both him and Harper, I think Machado's uh, will take a little bit more of the spotlight than Harper would. Uh, you know, Harper can sometimes Harper picks and chooses who he talks to in the media, and uh, you know he's gotten into fights with teammates before. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is not an easy place to play. I don't think, and I think. Maybe Machado would be a little bit more mentally tougher to deal with that. I think he would be. I think uh, the problem for Machado in Philadelphia would be the same problem he's going to have with the Yankees. That comment he made about hustling not being one of his big uh, beliefs, not good. Not good. If he gets up to a slow start or the one time he doesn't hustle, he's going to hear it. Philadelphia fans are rough. I mean, I think that could be an issue. That's why, as soon as he made that comment, I, I sort of assumed he wasn't coming to the Yankees because the Yankee fans had problems with Robertson Cano, who played great here, but he didn't hustle. And they, they were getting all over him. Now, you think about it last year with Gary Sanchez in that Tampa Bay game. 
you know, where he didn't run out that ground ball. It ended up being he had a groin injury, so it probably was legitimate. But he didn't run out the ground ball, and it cost the Yankees a game. Because the Yankees were down by one. The shortstop dropped the ball, still threw him out with the runner on third, would have tied the game up. So if he, uh, and, he, and then the Yankees fans, even though he had the injury, still didn't uh, let him hear it. And Machado coming out and saying you don't believe in hustling? I mean, my, his agent had to be like, shut the hell up. Why would you say? I mean, just dumb things that these players say. But uh, what I've been trying to figure out, Scott, is uh, we mentioned the teams here. Washington, Chicago, Philadelphia, San Diego's been in the news, Dodgers, uh, somewhat the Yankees. But we keep hearing there's this you know, surprise team, you know, uh, or whatever, you know, mystery team that's in for uh, either one of them. And, you know, I keep looking around trying to figure out who this mystery team is. Do you have any thoughts on who this team might be that we haven't heard mentioned with either player? Well, San Diego just, just came out and there was a report. So that's one of them because we've heard a lot of aggressive talk about San Diego in free agency. It might be the, uh, the Padres, although a report has now surfaced. Yeah, the problem with, with us, I went to San Diego. So uh, they I don't know, I don't know how serious they're going to be, but I think the teams. Uh, if you want to look at teams that might repeat, might get involved here. How about the Angels? You know, I think they could be a mystery team here as far as a team that's interested. Trout and Hopper. In, Trout and Hopper. It's like a fantasy baseball Trout, monster you, team. <laughs> right, it would be, but I think you know, they they have money. They, they it could be them. How about the Texas Rangers? I think the now, Rangers they, they, are more they, in a re- rebuilding mode than anything, though. They are. No doubt they are. But they're moving into a new stadium. Not that I, I don't know why they're building a new stadium. I like, uh, was it Globe Com Park? Whatever they call it there. I like that park. But they're moving into a new stadium. You know, I know it's not this year. But still, maybe you want to make a splash. These guys aren't available next year. So I wonder if it's the Rangers, and they have had big contracts in the past. So I wonder if it's the, the Rangers that could possibly be this mystery team. But then after that, I mean, I was like, Who? If it's not one of the, if it's not one of these two teams I just mentioned, who is the mystery team here? I can't find somebody else. You know, something like Tampa, Miami, Cardinals already made their big play with the Goldschmidt. It's not going to be him. Pittsburgh, I don't think it's the Mets. Uh, Houston, no, they you know, they got plenty of players. Braves, Braves. I, there was a one time I thought the Braves might be in it because a lot of the money came, a lot of money came off their payroll last year because they were paying a lot of, you know, like they were paying Matt Kemp, but they took on things for one year, so everything's getting under the cap. I thought the Braves could be in it, but we've, we've almost heard nothing to them. Toronto, no. Minnesota, no. Detroit says they're not spending money for three more years. Baltimore, no. Boston, no. So, you know, when you try and figure out who these uh, mystery teams are, assuming it's true, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you look at the, the team, like you say, the Mets, like their seventh in salary cap, uh, you know, you got, you got to look, you have to look down the list and like, who has the available cap space and like the White Sox have a lot of available cap space. What about Toronto? Can't see it, but we'll discuss Toronto. Cleveland? He was interested in Manny Machado. We did Matt Harper. No, they're not spending money. They never do. Weekend fantasy update. Scott Engel, George Kurtz discussing a little Major League Baseball with spring trains a couple of weeks away after this.